Aspirus, passion for excellence, compassion for people. It's time for Aspirus Health Talk. Here's Melanie Cole. If you have concerns about the ability of an aging parent or relative to live independently, you may want to investigate assisted living. My guest today is Sherry Meyer. She's a certified social worker in admissions and marketing for senior care services at Aspirus. Welcome to the show, Sherry. So let's just start with that discussion. How do you decide that an aging relative or parent needs a little more help than what they've been getting? Well, Melanie, I think families need to start looking at, I mean, there's many different types of folks that that can consider assisted living. Sometimes they um, might be living at home and they start having mobility issues. Uh, maybe they're starting to see the family starting to see an increase in them falling or safe, other safety issues or other health care concerns. Their health may be deteriorating. I think it's a good time to start talking about assisted living uh, sooner than later. And what I mean by that is uh, oftentimes families, you know, wait to have those conversations until an emergency room visit happens or, or a fall happens and there's an injury and then everything is kind of on the wire. So it's nice to start talking about those issues, um, things that may be occurring, little things um, at that time to start having the conversation early about assisted living. So having that conversation, sometimes it can be, can put your older relatives on the defensive and they want to stay independent. And so what do you say to them to begin that conversation? I think it, to start the conversation about assisted living is to talk about it. Um, assisted living is just that. It's for folks that maybe just need a little bit of assistance with daily cares, uh, maybe they're just lonely at home too, and they're and they're experiencing some social isolation, and they and they want to be more in an in a setting where they can have activities taking place. Uh, I think it's it's nice to approach it in a way in a positive way. Um, again, focusing on the positives of of assisted living. So then let's let's make a checklist for people when they do have that conversation, and it's time to start looking. What should they be looking for as they start touring assisted living facilities? Um, we recommend making several visits and researching what's available in the community. Um, again, with starting early on that, it, it's important because that way you can also take tour the fam- not only the family but the loved one that they're considering assisted living for can also take a tour of a facility. So looking at that early gives the opportunity to make several visits. Uh, Various times are good sometimes to just pop in maybe for a visit just to see how things are going versus a scheduled visit um, where you can pop in and maybe just see how, how folks are being taken care of or what activities might be taking place. We suggest looking at, you know, making a checklist uh, starting with atmosphere, when you walk in, you know, how is the outward appearance, uh, not only the inward, but the outward appearance of the assisted living? Um, how are you greeted when you arrive? Um, again, physical features, too. Is it an easy floor plan? Are things laid out nicely where your loved one can, can get around and feel comfortable, well-lit areas? Um, and then to also to look at costs and finances and what kind of medication and health care do they provide, too? Do they have a nurse on staff? Um, you know, are there certified nursing assistants? Are they trained professional staff? And what services do they provide? What do they exactly help with? Um, are they going to meet your loved one's needs with what features they have? Do you think it's acceptable to ask for feedback from residents and their families? I think that's that's very appropriate. 
Um, I know that, that I've given references out here, too, and again, we're in a smaller rural community, too, where um, folks can often reach out. They know other people that may have utilized assisted living services on our campus, and um, we, we really strongly recommend that they would also talk with our current tenants and their families. So what are some red flags, Sherry, that people, as they're touring these, and you said, men, you know, check out the staff, maybe make some unscheduled visits. What are some red flags that you should look for that you that would tell you maybe this won't be the right place for your loved one? I think one of the biggest uh, components that I like to talk with our um, some of our families that are touring, especially if there's a component of dementia, and we're starting to see, of course, a lot more of our tenants and residents that have a dementia or a diagnosis of a, of a type of dementia, whether it be Alzheimer's or another type, is looking at what the facility may offer for wandering. Um, I know that it's very important to have a system on the doors, and if there's an elevator in the assisted living facility as well, um, I do know that that's an important component. I do know that's one thing we offer on our campus here at Aspirus is the um, Wonder Guard system, which is very important. I think that's something to look for. So I think a red flag would be if your loved one has a has a dementia and maybe is a has a wandering or, or maybe would be likely to, to exit out a door, that you would certainly look for that system in that assisted living facility. And what about cleanliness? What kinds of things should you look for in a facility that would indicate to you that they keep a nice, clean facility? I think, again, when you first walk into a facility, notice, noticing maybe, you know, the the smell of the facility, um, you know, is it is it does it smell like it's clean and fresh? Is it is the lobby greedy? I mean, is the lobby friendly? Uh, is the decor, is it home-like? Does it give you that, that warm feeling when you enter that facility? And are the staff, you know, do they greet you once again? Are they in a professional manner? Are they friendly? Do they make you feel comfortable? And what about some of the financial concerns people have with assisted living? What do you tell people all the time, Sherry, about figuring out the cost of assisted living versus maybe having in-home care? Well, actually, the cost of assisted living, um, when we start talking about different options and, and assisted living options, the cost of that are, are very usually very reasonable compared to that of like a skilled nursing facility or sometimes even home services. So sometimes the cost can be, um, you know, very financially feasible to our tenants and to their families. I think one of the things to look for is how not only what about the cost or how much the costs are, but how the rates and the per diem or daily rates or monthly rates are adjusted or how the billing occurs. I know on our campus here we have an all-inclusive rate at our assisted living, which means uh, it's very nice because when we give our tenants and their families a base rate, that's what they're charged. There's no add-on fees um, if they need extra assistance with medications or other daily activities. So it's just a a lump monthly sum, which is nice because then there's no hidden fees that they have to worry about. Um, Again, that's something families need to look for, too when they're touring is, are there add-on charges or is there a point system? So some facilities have what's called a point system where they will add on charges for different points that occur throughout the month. And I think that's another thing to look for because sometimes there's hidden fees that, um, you know, families and tenants might not be expecting. 
No, that's a great point, especially if you, as you say, if they need additional help with their medications and such like that. So wrap it up for us about looking for assisted living and helping your loved ones find a place that they're comfortable in and yet they can still feel like they're living somewhat independently, but that there are still activities and people around and things for them to do. Well, in wrapping it up, uh, again, I think it's very important to take that, you know, that step in that, in, in talking about assisted living early. Uh, again, I know I've done a radio interview about advanced care planning and a power of attorney for health care. And sometimes completing a will or a power of attorney or talking about those types of things also opens up the opportunity to start talking about um, things that might be happening at home and assisted living or skilled nursing care if that might be needed. Uh, and then as the conversation starts to open up, start taking a tour of some of the facilities in your local communities. Again, make a call, uh, maybe get in touch with the administrator, executive director at the facility at first to maybe get some information. And then after that point, uh, again, pop in or schedule a tour to meet and to take a tour of the facility for the assisted living so you know exactly what you may be expecting in the future, talking about cost, uh, and not only that, but the physical features, uh, the uh, recreational and social activities it might offer, a food service or other services that, that your loved one might be needing. Uh, again, and how are they going to involve the family? Uh, so if you're helping your, your loved one with an assisted living, how, how do they involve their family and their friends in their care and in their daily lives? Thank you so much for being with us, Sherry. It's such great information and so important for people to hear. You're listening to Aspirus Health Talk, and for more information, you can go to aspirus.org. That's aspirus.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.